Hi, it's Erica. Hi, it's Camille. Welcome to Two Singles in a Pod. On today's episode, we're going to get a little bit personal. So grab your wine, grab your tequila shots or a little drink, and let's get into it. Let's get into it. Cheers to you. Oh, it's You know, I suck. Sorry. Cheers. <laughs> All right. I feel like we need the drinks today because I feel like it's more personal. It, it is. And I apologize in advance if you see me crying. Okay. I didn't get a tissue Same. box. Um, me either. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> no, but I feel like we've been having really good topics so far. Um, we really appreciate the feedback first off that we've been getting. So thank you to all of you guys listening and just being super kind about everything and giving us a feedback that we need. Um, even if it's like good or bad, we really appreciate it. But we did get one feedback that really stuck with me for a whole weekend days. And he said that we need to get a little bit personal. And I was mm -hmm. like, you know what? We do. We really do need to. I feel yeah. like we're both very like private individuals. Mm -hmm. So we try to be more generalized instead of personal. Yeah. So I think today this is going to be a really good episode for our audience to really get to know us as individuals, um, especially with the holidays around the corner. So really want to touch base on that because I know the holidays can be a very lonely time for some. Um, talk about a little bit of our heartbreak experiences, what we've learned, um, just an overall thing of just getting really into who and what made us who we are today. Yes, and nothing's better than being personal and then seeing our faces too. Correct, um, yeah. That's right, because if you're listening on um, Apple or Spotify, you're not seeing our faces, but this will be out on YouTube as well. Um, yeah. Two singles on a pod that you can listen to. So with this, I was thinking I'm going to start with, because we were talking about like, did we want to talk about like our first heartbreaks, like the what killed? And I was going to go with, like, my first love, because obviously that's, like, your first real heartbreak, I feel like. Yeah. It hits a little different, for sure. It does. I truly believe that you have multiple loves in your life. You have multiple feelings in your life that you go through, and you feel different loves for different people. Yes. But for me, I feel like my first love totally shaped all my other relationships, mm -hmm. personally. I don't know, like, what other people right, feel. Right, right. Yeah. I'm not saying that it, it, like, we were really young. I mean, I fell in love at the age of 17, 16, 17 years old. Mm -hmm. So that was, like, my first time, like, loving a boy. Because, like, before, I mean, I might have had boys I liked. But yeah. I didn't know what love really was until, like, when we, like, got into our first, like, little breakup. And, like, our, you know, like, you, you're 16, 17, you're, like, going to break up all the time. And I, it, like, actually hurt my feelings. Like, I actually yeah. cried for, like, days, and I was like, oh, yeah. I cannot live without him. Like, now I'm living without him. Yeah. But it's just, like, <laughs> funny that you, you, you feel, like, all these strong emotions at that young age. And I don't think my first love experience, like, relationship-wise, probably why I'm so toxic, and I attract toxic men. Honestly, because I think, like, my first relationship shaped the remaining relationship that I have. Okay. Can you elaborate on like how so like in a positive way, in a negative way? Like, what do you think your biggest lesson from that heartbreak was given that you were so young? 
with that, because we like, we broke up when I was like 21, 22. Like we were together for quite a while. Oh, but, wow, I, yeah. oh, but I mean, it was a struggle and it was really hard. And I just look at it and I think that a lot of things that he did, I don't really punish him for or like hold a grudge towards him because we were so young. Like, was I thinking that we were going to get married at 17? Like, no. No. But I mean, like, I allowed myself to be cheated on multiple times. Like, I always tell him nine times, because, but he's like, it was not nine women, blah, blah, blah. It, it totally was. Well, I don't care what, what is- he says. I know it was nine women that I could count on, like, that I know of. But yeah. um, I actually think the moment when I became, like, a mom, that's when I was like, I'm not going to take this bullshit anymore. Like, I have someone else watching me. And I don't want her to take this bullshit anymore. Yeah. But, like, I don't have any hatred towards him because of those things. I just am like, we were so young. Like, of course he cheated on me. Yeah. Of course. You know what I mean? Like, there's probably a million men out there that don't do that at that age. But there's probably a million that do. Correct. You know, don't admit it. Yeah. But um, the bond I had with him um was always more like we were really good friends I, I still think of him now as like a friend I think that we just weren't meant to be and I think that like when you look at it when you're younger you don't see it that way mm-hmm. and I think over time when you heal I'm not the best person to give advice on how to heal I just want to tell you that don't take my advice on that because I am a firm believer is sometimes you heal by getting underneath somebody else oh. <laughs> You sound like a dude. I know. I can't help it. But (laughs) I think that from that relationship, I think I, like, got into another one, like, not too far from that one, actually. And I should have never done that. I should have healed first. So -hmm. then my next relationship, that was actually a terrible relationship. It was the worst relationship I've ever been in my entire life to this day. There's Mm -hmm. no man who was worse than that man in the world which I like don't even want to give him time or energy or space because he was fucking the devil but after that relationship I um jumped into like another one but lived on the east coast and all my trauma from those two relationships went on to that guy oh I can see that and I felt so bad for him because he was such a great man like he Mm -hmm. was so good to me but I was so crazy like I was insane. I like feel bad for him. Like sometimes I just want to call him honestly and apologize. Like I'm sorry that I was so crazy. I'm sorry that I was not the best partner for you, but he was definitely the best partner for me at the time. Like he definitely showed me what I wanted from somebody. But I always like jumped from relationship to relationship to relationship until like I moved back to Las Vegas. And when I moved back to Las Vegas, I didn't really date anybody for a really long time until like, that's for like 2016, 17 to 2019. I stayed single. Oh, wow. That's good. That's the longest I've ever been like fully single. Wow. Three years. Yeah. I mean, that is a long time and it gives you enough time to really like reflect on like, kind of just do (laughs) your own thing at your own time. Yeah. It made me realize like, um, when I was with the guy on the east coast or whatever and I had all my trauma that I was placing on him I felt like I had to hang out with him every day I was that girl I had to hang out with him every day like and you, say it again like you wanted to 
yeah, I felt like I had to because I was so fucked up from my previous relationships that I felt like I had to be with him all the time so he wouldn't do other things. But ladies, that is not, if your man's gonna cheat, he's gonna cheat. Like, it doesn't matter. Literally. It just doesn't matter. But I, I just was young and I didn't know. So I was just like, I always had to hang out with him. And I was just like, such an asshole. And then I ended up cheating on him. I did. Yeah, oh. see, that's what I'm saying. I had all of this. I should have healed before being with him, and I and I didn't. Mm-hmm. And so I did to him what was done to me because I didn't think I deserved anything but that. So it was just like my way of getting out of it because it was too good. And I thought I didn't deserve too good. You never, like, thought that you cheating on this guy was kind of like your payback from the previous guy? I mean, maybe. I mean, my the my daughter my daughter's dad is my first love. Let's I'll just get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. I was hurt from him, yes. But which we're actually going to talk about that in later episodes about dating people with kids and all that stuff like that. Because I get hurt by him in different ways, not in relationship ways. Okay. And I and that, I think that always throws people off because like we did date like a long time ago. We haven't been together since my daughter was like one and a half, two years old. So I don't look at him and like that way. There's just things about him that hurt me with like my child wise. But okay. the second guy that's the devil, he was abusive. <laughs> he cheated on me. Wow. He was literally the the devil. Like if I'm always friendly to people because I believe like it's just like the better thing to do is just be nice, not have that drama, that karma. Mm-hmm. But sorry, man, because if you do hear this or whatever, so I think he follows me on Snapchat or something. But if he was on fire, I wouldn't piss on him. I would just be like, burn, burn, uh-huh. fucking burn to the ground. I have like, I just he's the devil. And it's uh-huh. funny because any other man that I've been with, I don't ever think of them that way. Like none of them. They're all like great it's just he was so toxic and hurtful to me and it's not just about like the physical abuse that was happening the mental abuse and the cheating on me because it was gaslighting me it was um yeah which is funny because the girl he cheated on me with I'm actually friends with her on Facebook yes I know I have no problem with her she didn't she didn't know anything about me like she it was horrible. He cheated on me for six months without me knowing, right? Six whole freaking months. And I was so, like, in my own brain about this guy. You could tell me at the time that he was cheating on me, and I would laugh at you in your face. Like, never, like, never. Yeah, right. Yeah. So this girl I went to, like, junior high with, who I, like, don't have any relationship with, really. We're just Facebook friends, wrote me and was like, hey, your boyfriend is dating my friend. Here's a picture of them. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, and I'll never forget it because he had an orange shirt on. And I was like, this little fucking cocksucking bitch. I was like, this motherfucker doesn't know who he just fucks with. I was seriously so mad that I just wanted to like rip his whole head off and his dick and everything. I was like, this little dirty bitch. You cheat on me for six months with some woman. Anyway, she ends up like messaging me and we start talking and later on like we're Facebook friends like you know she I think 
isn't like a really good relationship. I always like all her pictures. She seems really happy. I'm happy, but I'm just so glad we both don't deal with that monster. That's good. Um, yeah, he's a monster. How but long I think, did we How long did we date? Is that what you said? Yeah. Um, a year before I found out that he cheated on me. So half of our relationship, he was cheating on me. And then, um, like, he took me out of the country. And then that's when he got, like, actually, like, really physically abusive with me. Like, he had been, like, slightly abusive before. But I kind of let it roll off, like, my back. Like, oh, you know, whatever. And then when we went out of the country, I don't want to say the place. Because if I say the place, then people are easily to know who it is. Oh, yeah, that's fine. So I don't want to do that. Like, I'm not that bitchy. But um, then he, like, abused me out there because he was still texting her and I saw it. And then this boy texted me from my job and was asking me if he could pick up my shift. And he saw that a guy was texting me, so he tried to, like, flip it on me. And that's the first time I ever, like, realized what gaslighting was. And, like, I didn't, like, no one had ever done that to me because even with my daughter's dad, like, when he would, like, cheat on me, I felt that he'd be like, yeah, I did. But he would never be like, you're doing it. He never, like, pointed the finger back at me. Never. Okay. Wow. Okay. He never really, like, he just didn't. He would just be like, well, you're crazy. (laughs) And I I understand. I was, like, young. Whatever. (laughs) But with this guy, I just was like, this motherfucker is crazy. Yeah. And then it just got worse and worse. And then, like, my mom was moving to the East Coast. And I was like, I have to move to get away from this so and I did and then that's when I got into the other relationship like literally I lived in Maryland for a month and I had a boyfriend wow that was quick it was quick and normally I'm not like that quickly dating but he was such a lesson for me he taught me that what a man should treat a woman really is like Mm -hmm. and um to not settle for shit but he also, like, when I cheated on him, he was like, bitch, I'm done with you. And he was done. And I, like, respect him for that because not many people do that. Everyone always takes the other person back and stuff like that. But he did not. And I respected him for that. I still respect him for that. Like, we're, we're friendly. We get along now. But you're a better that... person. That would never. <laughs> I mean, I'm actually quite friendly with, like, most of my exes because it's not like, I mean, we once upon a time had some kind of love for each other. Yeah, true. Not that I want to revisit that love, because I don't. I was going to say, let's not do that. There's there's really not an ex that I would want to be with. Oh, absolutely not. No. no. Not. And I'm really thinking hard. No. Yeah, I mean, I haven't dated that many. I mean, in a relationship, I haven't had a many boyfriends but even the few that I have had mm-hmm. nope so do you know like your real hardest heartbreak um yeah absolutely um you would think it's the first guy that I dated but no uh-huh. okay it, the second guy I dated I think it was more so because I was more like more of an adult so my feelings were very more up there you know I was more aware of how I felt and stuff and we were to do more like adulty things together Mm -hmm. um 
it was a mutual breakup though. It wasn't like anything intense like that. Um, but I think he's the one that taught me the most about how to value myself and knowing my worth and also how to treat a woman. Cause I saw things that I was like, like even sitting here now thinking back into that relationship, like, wow, I really let that slide. I really just ignored that red flag after red flag. And I'm just like, no, never again. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, now I know that my requirements and my standards are not high because of my past relationships. And I, and I thank him so much for that, even yeah. though it was obviously a hard heartbreak, even if it was a mutual breakup, it was still it was so hard because like you said, you, you know, at one point this person made you happy. You had a lot of love for them. You had good times together. And I'm not going to lie. At some point I did think that, okay, this is my person. This is the person that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. You know, you have, all, I had all these high hopes, all these expectations. I saw my life kind of played out in front of me with this person mm-hmm. until yeah, just like a switch just went on. I was like, no, like this isn't how I should be treated. Like, it was a big deal for me to say, why don't you ever do, like, nice things for me? Like, you never buy me flowers, you never do this, you don't support this or that. And it was always an issue, right? Like, oh, well, you should be grateful that I'm making time for you. (laughs) Well, no, like, you should be making time for me, I'm your girlfriend. Like, that's how this works. Yeah. And that's the first time I ever caught myself also begging for any form of love. And that's when I was like, okay, yeah, this isn't it. Because I was raised with, you know, thankfully my parents are still together, but seeing like their love kind of just grow and seeing Mm -hmm. how my uncles or like my cousins, they treat their women or even like me, you know, being the oldest uh, girl in our family. It's like, they really just like, they really cater to me. They are so they're loving they put me on a pedestal they do treat me like a queen so it's like why would I ever let a bum treat me like anything less it's funny you say that because that's why I always get surprised that I was in relationships the way that I was because my dad used to tell my mom that if like and me my sister candy is not a gift jewelry is a gift exactly and I was like okay bet. like that's just you know, he was very, like, he's telling my mom always jewelry and all these things. And he just did, like, all these great things. So, in my mind, that's what I always envisioned. And mm-hmm. I always liked about my dad is that my dad, yeah, like, you know, men are the leaders or whatever. But he always let my mom speak and feel how she wanted to. Because he felt like that's important to him. Like, he needed to, like, know what she's thinking, too. Like, he didn't just yeah. make the decisions by himself. He made it with her. That's mm-hmm. actually hard to find with men because men think that, like, you know, they're the man, they have the dick, they run the show. But no, right. we run it together. No, and yes. Why wouldn't you want to give her the floor, speak, give her time? Once she's done, it's like, okay, now it's your turn type of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I did want to touch base on one thing about our podcast mm-hmm. is the title because everyone always asks me about it. So, yes. Two singles in a pod. We are two singles. Let me just tell you my relationship status right now. Um, sometimes I'm in a relationship. Sometimes we're not. That changes on the daily. 
Honestly, Mm -hmm. in the day, in the morning, I could be in a full-blown relationship. And at night, we could not be together. Um, I've been in an on-and-off-again relationship for almost, I think it's like coming up on 2019 to now. You know, we're still doing that. So a long Mm -hmm. time. And um, I don't really like want to talk about that relationship because I'm still dealing with that relationship. But I will give little bits and pieces but when I sign my um like W2 forms or whatever that shit says single married or separated <laughs> widowed my shit checks mark single it doesn't say in a relationship complicated <laughs> on and off again like it says <laughs> fucking single so we yes. are two singles in a pod because of that we both are not always going to be super single but we're not I mean I mean like one day I could be married but I'm here for the single people because I know that shit's hard for me. I mean, and I do want to just say, I, I I was thinking about like the toughest heartbreak and it's one of, it's actually the, in the relationship I am right now mm-hmm. on and off. I think it's because um, it's the only, I mean, I think I've only saw a future with three men before. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously my child's father, but that's because it's puppy love, first love. You know, you always imagine your future with them. Yeah. So like you just do. And then um the relationship where I was taught the actual standards that I need to have, you know. But then this relationship I also like I this is the only time I've ever seen like I actually would do it. I've seen oh. it before, but I wouldn't actually do it. This is the okay. only time in a relationship where I'm like, um I might sign some papers. But I'm not sure. Okay. It depends on the day. It's just we've got so much other stuff in our relationship that we could never just do that. Like, I mean, it just would never happen anytime soon. And if it did, right. it would be a fucking miracle. But I think I'm so tired of explaining that relationship to people, too, because it's embarrassing for me. For one, I will straight tell you, it's super embarrassing. I hate talking about it. I feel like it's not respected by anybody. And I get it. Everybody does wrong. Mm-hmm. Not just him. I do wrong too. And I think with no, when no one respects your relationship or because they only hear all the bad because obviously you're only giving them the bad. Like, you know, when you vent to your friends, you are totally not being like, oh, he gave me flowers on a Tuesday. You're like, this motherfucker did this on blah, blah, blah. You know, you're you're feeding the negative energy out there. Right. And I'm trying not to do that anymore because I've done it. And now, like, it looks like he's just horrible. And I hate that. When there's more to him than just the mm-hmm. hardship I've had. But yeah, like you said, even if you do share the goods, they're only going to ever focus on like the bad that he's done to you. Especially Correct. if you're sharing these things with people who do love and care for you, you know? Yeah. And even end, like... It's best for you. Yeah. And even like um, when my friends will ask me, well, what's the good in him? Like, what do you see with him? I won't say what I see in him. I'm like embarrassed to even go down that route. I mean, like, I just go, sh- I completely shut down. And it's nothing to do with, like, me feeling like I can't talk to my friends or whatever. It's just, like, that I just shut down. I can't help it. And then mm-hmm. I get, like, embarrassed by it. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm the worst person. And I feel bad because then I feel like my friends think that I'm, like, hiding stuff from them. And it's not that I'm hiding it. It's just, like, I'm honestly uncomfortable talking about it. That's yeah, just- I mean, it's not easy that you can just share, especially when mm-hmm. you're 
but on the spot like that it's like oh shit okay like what do I tell them even though now you shutting down and not saying anything it's kind of proving them right it's like okay yeah like that's what I thought your camera went out where are you oh I'm right here I don't know it's locked I can see you oh the show must go on (laughs) (laughs) um what I was gonna say is do you want to talk about your relationship a little bit or no it's up to Um, you well like you said um, I will address mm-hmm. it because, again, the name is really a, a big thing when people see us. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, we are speaking for the people. Me personally, there is no ring on this hand. I am single. But if you see me out with somebody, mind your own business, okay? <laughs> just a girl trying to have a good time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think um, people aren't used to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they have a hard time with that. I can see you again. <laughs> they have a hard time with being, like, two women empowering being single. Yeah. That's like, it's, we, like, weird. I can literally be in a relationship tomorrow. I can be engaged mm-hmm. tomorrow. But we're not going to change the name because at the end of the day, like you said, we are speaking for the single people because at some mm-hmm. point we were single. We went through experiences, like, we are here because of the stuff that we went through. And that's yeah. why we're, we're here to share that with all of you. Yeah. And I know we did an episode a little bit ago about the pros and cons of being single, but I think that we forgot to mention the con of holidays. We might have said it a little bit. Being yeah. single during the holidays can be. I mean, like, my family's not a family that pressures that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They aren't like, oh, where's your boyfriend? I mean, like, some of my family, I don't know if they're doing it to joke around or what, like, what the status of it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. But it's not just, like, your family. It's, like, TV commercials. It's your friends. It's walking outside of the grocery store. Yes. You see all of these couples, and you're just like, cool and you know what I think I've mentioned this before Um, I'm not sure if on the podcast but to you a few times I come from very traditional um Mexican parents okay very Mm -hmm. traditional Mexican family so every year it's the same thing you know it's like oh well where is your boyfriend when are you going to settle down Erica you're 28 years old and when my mom says in Spanish she's like el tren se está yendo meaning your time is ticking and you know like we want to be grandparents and i'm like i get it trust me i get it i have yeah. a crush family and sometimes they're joking and i can tell but i know that they're actually serious about it especially because a lot of my family here in california all of them around my age have kids they mm-hmm. have they're married um whatever it is and same with a lot of my friends you know they're all with someone they're mm-hmm. engaged they're getting married um or they have kids so it's like I'm literally the only single childless one there is Mm. and seeing like their routines and like what they do especially during the holidays I feel really happy for them that they have they get to experience that so please do not get me wrong yeah I 
for them. I really do. And I'm so happy that a lot of them mm-hmm. get to experience motherhood because it's not yeah. easy. Um, no. Especially when, you know, you found your person and you're spending these holidays with them. But when you're single, sometimes I can feel a little lonely. You can feel like you're kind of backtracked. Like mm-hmm. you're not going at the speed that they are going in. And you'll tend to kind of blame yourself like, okay, is it me? Like, what am I doing wrong? What can I do to mm-hmm. be at their level, to, you know, relate to them? And you're not alone. Like, there's no. a lot that are single, a lot of us that are going through that. But I think it's so, so important to know that everyone has their own pace. You know, you just because Absolutely. you're a mom doesn't mean that you have to be one right now. Just because your best mm-hmm. friend is getting married doesn't mean you have to settle down with mm-hmm. the first girl that, you know, texts you back. Yeah. I mean, I'm a single mother. And sometimes I feel like the pressure of, like, you know, that, like, the looks. Not that anyone ever really says it to me because they know they, that they should not. But it's almost like you couldn't, like, stand through the things with her dad to make that work. And I'm just thinking, like, no. Neither one of us wanted to be together. So why would we force it? Because we have a kid. Like, we don't ever make um our lives, like, a problem for her, if that makes sense. Like, I don't sit there yeah. and be like, oh. I mean, there was, like, a girlfriend that her dad had that I could not stand. Yes. But I was nice. I invited her to, like, you know, birthday parties. Um, I would go to his family's Thanksgiving, you know, sometimes and she would be there and I would be respectful and nice Mm -hmm. because I mean, I wanted to show my daughter that, but I mean, like, I I mean, we know that I didn't like her, but I was still nice and respectful. And I expect, I expect him to do the same. Right. You know, I, I expect that. (sighs) It's just when you have a kid and you're single, I think sometimes I hate being asked the question. You know, well, where's her dad? Mm-hmm. Or if I'm like a guy's pursuing me and they're like, oh, where's the dad? And mm-hmm. I'm like, first of all, she doesn't need a daddy. She already has one. She's not, I'm not looking for a stepdaddy. I'm not looking for that role. Like, but whenever I do, hopefully, if I ever get married, that man is somebody that she, you know, can confide in as a friend. Yeah. And that she's comfortable with because she already has two parents whatever and I just see them as like a bonus for her right like a bonus person that she's like oh I can't tell my mom or dad this but hey let me tell you yeah I want that and like for whomever her dad ends up with or whatever I would want that woman to be like another person that she can go to or whatever but I mean I just feel like that's a whole nother conversation on (laughs) another (laughs) episode but I think that sometimes when you're a single mother, you get more pressure on in a different way. Absolutely. And then I have to spend holidays with my ex. Because we co-parent like that. So it's like, I have to spend Thanksgiving with him. I have to spend Christmas with him. And sometimes it's just like, we both, we're not together anymore. And then we're both going to be with other people. And I think it's a lot of times our families, well, mine. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say about his family because I actually don't really know. But my mm-hmm. family, I feel like, has a hard time accepting that. Like, I get that they love him. Mm-hmm. They can love him all they want to. Whatever. 
but whomever I'm bringing over, they need to love that person too, because that's who I'm choosing to be with at the moment or forever. Right. He's not the person I'm choosing to be with. Yes, you can love him because he's family and, you know, he's always going to be around. I'm not against that. But Mm -hmm. as my family, I expect them to love and accept with open arms the person that I'm loving at the moment. Because if I love it, you should like it. Because if you love something, I'm going to like it. I just, I just am. Like, I, I might not, like, love your partner. You know what I mean? Whatever. But if I love you, I'm going to show you that respect. Right. I love that person. That's just how I am. And I think that's, like, the hardest thing is dating me, whomever dates me, whatever. I just feel bad for them because... They have to come to my house and see like pictures or my like my family's house to see pictures of my daughter's dad all over the house. Like that's hard. You know what I mean? Like that's hard for somebody because when his partner goes into his family's house, like I'm not all over the walls and shit. And it's just like I think that's like the hardest thing for me is like around the holiday time is that mm-hmm. I have to explain to my partners, whomever they may be, that, you know, like my daughter's dad's gonna be there. And it's just, like, sometimes it's awkward. No, yeah. I can... They could be cool with it. Most of them are. But it's just, like, I am not cool with it all the time. Like, I love him being there. And I love doing Thanksgiving with him and Christmas because it makes my daughter so happy. hmm But sometimes I feel like my happiness is looked over. Yeah. In, in situations. And I hate that. Because I'm never saying that they can't have a relationship with him. What I'm just saying is that there's room for more people in your heart than just him. Right. And I think that's the biggest problem for me for holidays and, you know, my healing process and stuff like that is I don't think my family really understands that. That's. I mean, they know that's never going to happen because they know me and his personalities and they know that that's never, ever going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I don't think, I think they're quicker to accept his relationships than they are to accept mine. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I really feel like people, it's just the way that's coming across to me from what I viewed from people with having a child. It's like, you have a kid already, like you're done. Mm, I'm okay. done but it's okay. like no I want to be married one day and I want to have more children one day and I I hate I hate when someone says to me well your daughter's 12 that's starting all over I don't give a fuck let me live my life it's my fucking vagina if I want to <laughs> fucking start over let me start over it's fucking my body like I want to do what I want to do in my body and you just fucking love it and accept it and say congrats whenever that fucking does happen yeah yeah so that's that's just some things that i since we're getting personal and we're talking about all of this it's just something that i'm just like oh my number one pet peeve around it's normally around holidays is when i feel it It, that's yeah yeah i can see that because like for me like i i don't have any kids um i'm single I think for me, it's just like a little bit harder on the holidays because again, like you have that pressure from the people around you, whether it's family and friends, 
But then it's just like, you really do take a moment, you step back and you see them doing, you know, their thing. And it's like, okay, we all have our family traditions, right? That we do Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like you crave to have that with your, with your own family. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, like I am, I am so hard on myself. I am so, so hard on myself. And I try to really remind myself that I need to be fulfilled with like my own self before mm-hmm. I really be open to be with somebody else. Okay. Um, and also, like, I, I want to point out that just because you're not in a relationship doesn't necessarily mean that you're alone. Yeah. Because, again, like, during the holidays, there are people who feel very lonely. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I feel very lonely, too, because I'm that. And I try not to be hard on myself. I really try to say, okay, everything is in God's hands. Everything is going to happen to me as it's supposed to happen to me. Mm-hmm. Um. And I recently talked to an old friend of mine, actually, and he was seeing this girl. I won't disclose any names, but he was seeing this girl and they did it for a few months. I want to say um, they had their hardships or challenges, called it quits, whatever. Um, he tried to explore elsewhere, kind of mm-hmm. heal from a past relationship. Didn't work out for him. So he was like, OK, maybe maybe I should try again with this girl. Right. And it didn't work out for whatever reason. Um, but he really made me see that whole thing of like not settling just because one person is giving you the attention that you think you deserve. Mm-hmm. And I he also had a lot of that pressure from, you know, his best friend is um, engaged. He's getting married soon. Um, okay. He is also like the single one friend group, um, same like me. So it's like, I understand like where he was going with it and like why he was trying to make his past relationship work so hard. Mm-hmm. But it was also very eye opening for me because it's like, okay, I've been in his shoes. I've had someone who gives me that attention where I'm mm-hmm. like, maybe this is it. Like, let me shut down. Let me not respond to anybody else. Like, this is it. And then it's just yeah. like, Mm, nope this is not it and you're like I oh like I got it you know so don't settle like you are so much more than what you think that you are um just because you're feeling lonely don't text them back late at night (laughs) (laughs) don't let the boredom get the best of you yeah our persons your persons they're out there you know we all have our other half it's just a matter of time before you know we meet them like my dad absolutely. always said looking you're not gonna find so just absolutely. do your live your life at your own pace and who knows like you might just bump into that person yeah and like you were saying like my I have two like two best friends and um one of them is married she has three kids mm-hmm but for whatever reason, like, I don't know. She's never put that, like, pressure on me either. And I love her for that. Yeah. Shout out to you. <laughs> Shout out to you, Drea, for not doing that. Um, but then my other best friend, he's single. But he um, he's single because he's just picky. Sorry. 
<laughs> sorry he's just like, like there's just he's so i always tell him like ugh, when he like tells me he went on dates with somebody and he's like yeah but then you know i don't really like him and i'm just like mm. nobody's good enough for you there's nobody in the world good enough for him just there's just not so yeah maybe one day there will be but i feel like it's a good mix between the two so i don't always feel like you know but then like i'll see my other friends and you know, they're like, you're getting married. They're all, I mean, everybody in my freaking world is having a baby right now. And I do want more kids. I, I want to be able to give my um, child a sibling. I think mm-hmm. I really do. And um, I look at it and I'm like, I don't know when that's, <laughs> you know, I don't know when that's going to happen. And I don't even know if it's a realistic thing to happen. Okay. Let me, let me pause you on that one. Okay. Their kid, right? Yeah. Um, are you those type of people? And I ask because I've met someone recently, actually, Mm -hmm. who is like this. When you do decide to have another child, do you want it to be with your daughter's father? No. Or do you want it to be with with your person? (laughs) Your person. Okay. I know that was a quick no. I already have a life sentence. I don't Mm -hmm. need to double it. Okay. Um, (laughs) best way I can say it. Um, no, I would like to be married and then have another child. Mm -hmm. To be honest with you, I'd like to do it because I didn't get to do it the right way, you know? And, um, I feel like for my daughter, she's always like, she doesn't know what her parents were like together. She was too little to know. So she's always known us as a part. And, Mm -hmm. That's one of my biggest insecurities is that I've never given her like a foundation of like a man, woman in the home together. She's seen woman and man. Right. You know, I mean, like he's had girlfriends that he lived with, but she's never like looked at them as like a stepmother type of figure. You know what I mean? So she's never had that like man, woman kind of thing. And so Mm -hmm. I think like whenever that does happen, she's going to be like, what the fuck is this? You know, I think it's going to be something that's really hard for her. Yeah. But um, I want to be able to, this is going to sound crazy. So I believe like sometimes when you have children, you're almost trying to fix your own childhood traumas and you don't even realize you're doing it because you, you don't. And mm-hmm. there's things with her that I noticed that I do where she doesn't have trauma, but then I realized that, of course, as a mother, and mothers might give me slack and hate for this one, whatever, I don't care. But um, you always put your child first. But as I'm getting, I don't know, I'm, I'm 33. And I feel like putting everyone else's needs first has never worked out for me before. So for the first time in my life, I'm putting my needs first, as long as my child's okay, too. Yes. But I can't be the best mother to her and be the best person if I'm not truly happy in my own life I'm not making myself happily happy you know and that goes in relationships too like you any relationship but I my most important relationship to me in this entire world is the relationship I have with my child there's nothing that comes over that like that's just number one Mm -hmm. and it's important to me to make sure I'm okay because if I'm not okay I mean, her's never going to be okay. Exactly. Luckily, we get along really well, though. So Your dog good. so much also. It's 
She's literally your little clone. I just want to point yeah. out, if you guys know her daughter, they are copy-paste. Okay? I, th- I think so. But people uh, sometimes say no, but I get all, all pissed about it. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I see you out, I'd be like, oh, that's probably her older sister. It's insane. But like, I can't wait for her to hear that. You literally have to be your best version of yourself for her. You know, yeah. like even if you're going through hard times and her just being like, wow, like my mom is really putting herself above anything and everyone. And that's mm-hmm. just, it'll motivate her to yeah. be a better person as well. You know, it's like if my mom yeah. can do it, that's the type of woman that I want to grow up to be. And that's the kind of woman I want to be is the woman that she wants to be like. Um, yeah. She pushes me. She's actually the reason why I'm doing the podcast. I always like that I want to do one. And then she's always like, well, why aren't you doing it? Because if you know her, you know, she's sass. She's sass. Just a ball of sass. And that's how she is. And so I've been learning from her from things like that. Then I'm like, yeah, she's right. Why aren't I doing this? I'm doing this. Yeah. And I want to be like that for her. Like, I sometimes look at her and I'm just like, how did I me and her dad both like how did we raise her because she's just so very outspoken a lot's hard for some people that aren't used to like children being outspoken Mm -hmm. so which is very interesting and sometimes when people hear stories are like dying but yeah that's who i want her to be because that's who i am yeah and i don't want to after yeah i think her seeing like how good you and her dad co-parent too Mm-hmm. really be more of a how do I say this more full of personality you know I agree because she's always like you and my dad are low-key secret best friends aren't you and I'm just <laughs> like uh-huh <laughs> we're besties <laughs> you know but um, I think that relationships all over the world are hard you know if brother it's like with man woman 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 man man your husband, your wife, parents, children, they're all hard. They all take work, every single one of them. And I think that around the holiday time is when people feel the most lonely. Mm-hmm. Even around like family, you feel lonely. I think it's the most time where everyone's relationship could get a little, either their relationship gets stressed or their relationship is beautiful. Yes, I agree. I don't think there's an, an in-between. I think Mm-mm. it's just either stress and horrible at the time, or it's like, oh, this is the best relationship I've ever been in, you know, and with being single, you look at those, like, you know, we have, what is it, the Chocolate Factory, Ethel and Chocolate Factory, I don't know if you've ever been there, but they do yeah. Christmas lights. Yes. And um, I remember, I haven't been in a while, but like the last time I went, I remember we, I was not in a relationship. And I'm there with my child, and I see all these moms and dads together with their kids, and then I see all these couples, and I'm just like, I fucking want to go home. Yeah. Now. And I'm supposed to be enjoying this moment with my daughter, which I truly am enjoying it, but it's also like, I also want to have that other person there that you, I want to enjoy it with. Yeah. It's like, you want the whole package, but I only have half of the package, (laughs) and I want the full thing. Yes. You know what I I mean? Yeah. And it's like, sometimes I feel like I sound like a hater because like, I agree with you. You're out, you're doing these activities and you see these couples and you're like, Mm -hmm. like, 
I want to have that, you know, but it's like, no, hey, not at all. Like I, I love love and I love to see women getting treated right. I love to see men getting treated right, knowing how to treat a woman because it feels like it's so hard to do these days. So guys, girls, shout out to you if you're treating your other person right. Um, But then it's like, yeah. I'm a, I'm very selfish. Okay. And I've said this before and I will, I will openly admit it. I'm very selfish. So when I think like, man, like, I wish that was me. Like, I really want that. I have to really take a step back also and be like, okay, are you ready to not be selfish? Because being single equals you time, right? You do whatever mm-hmm. you want. Being in a relationship, like now you're a team. You yeah. Know, you're sure. and you can't really just think about yourself. So I think really thinking about that is also like, you know what? I think I'm good right now. Love to see and it, but I think. I actually agree because for me, I'm not, I mean, I have a kid, so I'm not like, you know, I'm never really alone. But I always think like dating, I have to split that time with myself, with my child and mm-hmm. with someone else. Mm-hmm. That's fucking sounds terrible to me. It does, but I always want to make sure my daughter gets, like, the most time spent yeah. more than myself and then that person. But then it's like, I would need to be someone who understands that she's number one. She's number one. There's yeah. just, I don't, no one is before her. Which, luckily, I have never had an issue with that. Thank God. And I thank goodness for that. Mm-hmm. But um, it is a struggle because... I like I said, I don't really ever get alone time, but when I do get alone time, I do enjoy that shit. Yeah. And I, I think I love so, that shit. It's so good to have two different perspectives also, you know, coming from someone mm-hmm. who's single single with, you know, no kids, um, mm-hmm. and then coming from someone like you who is single and has a daughter. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of people now who, you know, they're single parents and they're trying to find that balance to, you know, be there for their kids, be there for themselves you know, mm-hmm. go socialize and meet people and, you know, hopefully maybe one day, you know, get married or whatever their plan is, but just, you know, go yeah. out there on their own. So it's like so good to see that people can have your perspective and also have kind of my perspective on this because mm-hmm. no offense, but I think it's easier for me out here than it is for you. I thousand percent agree. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with that. Yeah. Um, just I I agree with that because I'm that's I'm not gonna go on that topic yet because I'm just gonna wait yeah. <laughs> for another oh, yeah. day. I but, agree. Um, yeah, I I definitely have it harder I think, and which makes it all worthwhile though because yeah at the end of the day if I find someone who works out it works out. Like I said, I'm in an on off again relationship and sometimes it really works out, but there's. Sometimes I think in that pers- that relationship personally is that there's sometimes there's a lot of hurt in it that if you know me, I'm a grudge holder and I have a hard time letting things go. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't help my relationship. You know, it doesn't. Yeah. So it makes it harder for me. And um, if that relationship doesn't work, uh, whenever I, we if we ever decide that's just really really not what we would like to do, I yeah. think that I would just I wouldn't date for a really long time. Actually, I think I would really try to heal 
the correct way because I believe that there is like a correct way for yourself. I don't believe everybody has the same healing process. I believe everyone has a healing process for themselves. And it might not all look the same, but I think that when you heal is when you meet the person, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because when I finally felt healed from like all my traumas and relationships, it's that's when I met my on and off again relationship. Um, I would have never, I wasn't even looking and not really looking, just like, you know, dabbing a little round. <laughs> um, he wasn't like the normal that I go for either. Well, to me, everyone swears I have a type. I don't okay. think I do. Okay. I just think I like what I like. You know, it's like a different, I like different things all the time, but um, it just, it happened. And I think it happened because I actually allowed myself to get over my past traumas, which is the first relationship that I didn't bring those traumas into. That's good. I think a lot of people need to learn how to do that because I'm not going to lie, Mia. People who jump from relationship, rela- relationship to relationship really terrify me because it's like, oh, yeah. how, how are you doing that? Like it's you dated for years and mm-hmm. you up a month ago and all of a sudden you're dating somebody new. It's because they're afraid to be alone. <sighs> they don't say that in a minute. I'm admitting it right now. I think that I just, I don't, I think it was like when I broke up with my um, daughter's dad, I wanted to be in a new relationship spite, just to like spite him. Mm-hmm. Purely because like, He's not about to go out here and have all the fun in the world and live all this life while I'm fucking sitting here at home fucking doing everything in the world for his child. Fuck no. I'm going to go live half my life too and Mm -hmm. like, you know, do both as he did, which I wish I never did that. (laughs) But, you know, can't take back things. You learn from it. Exactly. Lessons learned. Yeah, because that relationship after, I just really wish I never had. But, I mean, I also realize what gaslighting was and what abuse was and sometimes and I don't know if people really I mean they might have different opinions but I believe that sometimes emotional abuse is worse than physical abuse because you know the bruises go away but the damage in your heart does not like that shit sticks with you forever and I think that you have to be mindful what you say to people and how you say it to people, and I'm trying to learn that still to this very day, um, yeah. to be not as cruel to the person that I say that I'm in love with. Yes. Be okay with accepting the love that you deserve. Yeah. That's hard for people. I mean, sometimes it's hard for me. No, it is. I mean, especially when you've dealt with so much hardship and challenges and possibility. Mm-hmm. It, it's hard to accept the love that you truly do deserve especially when you meet mm-hmm. someone real and who's genuine um but if you are with someone who is physically mentally emotionally abusing you don't ignore it don't no no honestly get the fuck out of there because they're not changing yeah they're just not like they're always going to do that to you and yeah. you're allowing them to do it like i mean that sounds like bitchy I know it does, and it sounds really insensitive, but you're allowing them to do this to you, but you have the final say, you know, like, you just need to leave, and that sounds 
easier said than done. I know because I have been there. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that I did. And I'm glad that I, the things I put up with when I was in my early 20s, I wouldn't even put up with for a second in my age now. Like, no. not even like, no, <laughs> nothing that I would. You do learn from all of that, you know, and you look back and you're like, I cannot believe that I let that slide. Yeah. And, oh, like, I really, truly hang on to that forever. And you're like, okay, like moving yeah. forward. This is what I'm, this is what's okay for me. And this is what's not okay for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly feel like to me, I didn't learn any of this until like maybe a couple months ago. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like um, when I turned 33, I almost like started to really like love myself again. Mm-hmm. And I think when I fell in love with myself again, as when I started being like, I am not putting up with this little bullshit here and there. I'm not putting up with a man calling me a bitch. I'm not yeah. putting up with him lying to me. I'm not putting up with anything. Like, I'm just, I'm not doing it. You want to lie, go do it on your own time. I ain't got the, like, there's a million years. Yeah. Sorry. There, there is. <laughs> they were <laughs> Yeah. I mean, like, there's just, I don't know. I think that any single person listening to this I really hope that before you get into some terrible shitty ass relationship you listen to your gut first before doing it yeah and don't rush into a relationship just because you're like fuck I'm lonely I'm bored and I just want some sexual healing don't do it yeah because at the end of the day someone's gonna get her like that whether it's you whether person like even if it's just casual socks like feelings will be involved and it's just not gonna end well so really love yourself to the fullest put yourself first know that you deserve something and someone great and literally just be patient your time will come do not settle yeah i mean really i don't know the casual sex comment though i was just thinking like i've and not before and I did not have feelings for anybody <laughs> I'm making about. so I don't know <laughs> I don't know well, not <laughs> I don't know I know when to shut it off and when to put it on well I do and I, I think because it takes a long time for me to develop feelings for people yeah. I truly think that's why but mm-hmm. once I develop those feelings for you it's a wrap but it's like um, I I can't have just casual sex. Like, I have to connect with you. I have to like you. Otherwise, it's just like, no, I can't. Sorry. I have been, I have been down that road before. Not a, I mean, I don't know. Because I feel like it could, could have been casual sex to me. But then I feel like it could have been something else to some the other person. Same. But I don't ever try to drag that up or bring it up. You know what I mean? I I don't ever mention that. I don't talk about it. I don't, you know, I don't talk to that person anymore. I don't do a lot of stuff. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I But I feel like for me, it's hard for me to catch feelings. And then once I do, though, like I'm really into those feelings. Like, yeah. Deep. Deep into those feelings. Mm-hmm. No, I get that. What is... um an advice that you would give to our single listeners 
about mm. being lonely, being single during the holidays. If you can tell them a sentence or two, what advice would you give them to, you know, kind of uplift them? You're not alone. I'm out here with you. Erica's with you. Um, and that everything is only temporary. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know what's mm-hmm. going to happen in a week. It's only a temporary feeling. And you'll be okay. You'll be fine. You give your advice. I second that. That was perfect. <laughs> I'm like, whew. All right, I'm going to engrave because that was, yeah. And you said it with Good. such like love tone, too. I was like, all right, here we go. <laughs> well, I want you to know, like, it's okay. I'm here yeah. with you. I, I am. I'm here with you. I understand. I have been there. I'm going to be there this year with you. You know, I understand the feeling of Thanksgiving dinner at family's houses and then you have to go home alone. Yeah. And I understand that feeling. You have to go home alone and watch a Christmas movie or something. And I understand those feelings. So it's only temporary because you don't know what's going to be there next year for you. Next year, you could be married. Yeah. It happens. Well, it happens. Don't <laughs> knock it. <laughs> I'm not going to knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> for all of you single lovers out there, please tell us um, what you guys are doing for the holidays. And if you are going to be alone, it's like I said, it's fine. We mm-hmm. are going to do a live December 10th. Mm-hmm. Sorry if you hear my dog outside barking. He has no chill. <laughs> you can hear him. Oh, okay, I heard him because I had my window open. And I was like, I'm sorry. Oh. Um, we're going to do a live December 10th and go over some things. Um, don't forget to like us. Comment, subscribe. subscribe. Yes, two singles on pod everywhere. YouTube, all of that. Yes, and we'll be seeing you all later. Yes, have a wonderful yeah. night, everyone. And happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> Bye. Bye.